0: Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today we are going to be previewing the Bermuda Championship, which is this week's tournament on the PGA Tour. Uh, Should be some fun times over here in Bermuda. I'm going to go over some golfers that I like for this week's DFS action, as well as my one and done selection and outright winner pick. We are in the middle of football season, so we've got a full week of content, a great week of content coming your way. Wednesday will be the college football early DFS preview. Thursday will be the NFL preview. And then like last week, I'm going to try to figure out something to do Friday. Might be late college football, might be NFL, might be NBA. We'll see. But we got a great week of content coming your way. If you like what you hear in the podcast, please rate and subscribe. It really helps me out a lot. Also, please follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. I'm going to be giving some good nuggets on there for golf, college football, and NFL DFS. And if you want my full DFS lineups that I'm using, head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Link is on Twitter for that as well. All right. So without further ado, let's start talking some golf. Let's start talking about Port Royal Golf Course. Port Royal Golf Course in Bermuda is the home of the Bermuda Championship. And believe it or not, there are only eight golf courses on the island of Bermuda, and this is the longest one. However, being a par 71 and checking in at a little over 6,800 yards, this is the shortest course that is regularly played on the PGA Tour. This is not a super duper narrow course. It's you know kind of average in terms of fairway width and in terms of um, you know availability off the tee. Uh, I wouldn't classify it as wide, but I certainly wouldn't classify it as narrow. It also has some pretty big greens, like pretty sizable greens. So one thing that people would like to compare this to is because of the shortness of the golf course, because of the width of the fairways, people immediately compare it to Pebble. I don't think that Pebble Beach is an accurate comparison for Port Royal because of the size of the greens. Pebble Beach has the smallest greens on the PGA Tour. Port Royal has above average size greens. Now, one thing I will say is that the one defense for this golf course, It isn't a lot of water. It isn't a lot of trees. It is the wind. You know, when you're playing on an island, it's going to be windswept. It's on the coast. And so there's going to be heavy winds that crank up. Um, You know, they might show up some part of the day. They might show up the whole day. You never really know with the wind, but the wind is the only defense of this golf course. Now, I will say also, this is a fairly short course overall. You know, we talked about the yardage. All of the par fives are easily gettable in two, but the par threes, Three of them are over 200 yards. So you're looking at long par threes that are going to be difficult because of the wind and because of the length of those par threes. So at this golf course, you do not have to be a long golfer to, you know, excel because, you know, it's not that much distance. But one thing that I do think you have to do is you have to be good at playing the wind and you have to be a good putter. So one thing that we're looking for this week is we want guys that, um, you know, there's a lot of DP World Tour crossovers. And so we want to try to find guys that played well at Lynx courses, whether it be on the PGA Tour, you know, the Scottish Open or the British Open, or, you know, some of the DP World Tour events like the Irish Open. You know, we want to find guys that excel at playing these windswept coastal courses, and we want to find guys that are good putters because these are big greens. And so what's going to happen is if the wind carries a shot somewhere where it's not intended to go, it still will probably find the green, but now you're looking at a long putt. And so you got to be a good putter in order to get in into two on these big greens or to capitalize and make birdies on these greens. Now, the strength of this field is very weak this week. Um, it's one of the weakest fields I've seen on the PGA Tour in quite a while. Um, I think, you know, the difficulty of going to Bermuda is probably tricky. Um, not a lot of guys want to go to Bermuda, I guess. Um, so what we're looking at is in a field that's this week, there's not that much that separates the guys at the very top from, you know, the mid top and then the middle range. There's just not much that separates these golfers on a weekly basis. And so it's very hard to pick an outright winner this week because you got guys at the shortest odds they have ever been at. And so typically when you get a weak field event like this, the winners end up being really random. Like Lucas Herbert was the winner here last year. I don't know exactly what his odds were, but he was not one of the favorites. So When you're picking a winner this week, just know that it's going to tend to skew a little random because of the strength of the field. Now, last thing is the comp courses. So I already mentioned how I wouldn't put Pebble as a comp course. I think that the closest comparable course to uh, Port Royal is Corrales Golf Club for the Corrales Punta Cana Championship, the one in the Dominican Republic. I think Punta Cana, you know, the Corrales Golf Club, whatever you want to call it. I think that that one is a little wider than this one. It's got wider fairways. There are very few hazards off the tee. Um, but the whole concept of it's not that long, it's going to be windswept, you got to perform well in the wind, that is a big deal this week, and I think that that tournament showcases that a little bit as well. All right, so that's enough about the course. Here's how we're going to do it this week. We're going to do the same format we did last week where I talk about the top of the board and the options that I want to start my lineup with, and then I want to go down and find 10 value plays that you can fit into your lineups. All right, so let's start at option numero uno. This typically happens in these weaker field events, but it's very interesting this week to look at the disparities in salary between players on FanDuel and players on DraftKings. Uh, FanDuel does not seem to have all the access to all of the DP World Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour and the Champions Tour statistics like DraftKings does. So, I don't know, I kind of think DraftKings does a better job of pricing in these tournaments because a lot of these guys are playing regularly on those different tours. So, there's definitely a disparity in the pricing on those two sites. And so, keep in mind when I'm talking about these options that if their price on one site is much higher, I'm probably less likely to play them on that site. Now, on DraftKings, the first option is Thomas Dietrich. So, Thomas Dietrich is a guy that has played and competed in much tougher fields. Uh, He's used to playing on the European Tour. He's used to playing in tough environments with the wind. He played very well last year at the Scottish Open and the Open Championship, as well as at Corrales Punta Cana. So you're looking at a guy who excels at length courses, excels at playing in the wind, and is used to tougher fields. I can absolutely get behind starting my lineups with Thomas Dietrich this week. I think this is probably the only time you'll ever see him as the highest-priced golfer on the board, but I think he's definitely a valid option, definitely a guy that you can consider starting your lineups with. Now, the guy that I will probably be starting my lineups with is Denny McCarthy. Denny McCarthy boasts three top 20 finishes in Bermuda. That's, like, really good. I'm pretty sure this event has only been played, like, three or four times. So to have had three top 20 finishes, he's in pretty good shape for that. Denny McCarthy is who I would consider as the best putter on planet Earth. He regularly gains strokes putting to the field at whatever course he's playing at, whatever event he's playing at, he regularly gains strokes. And what I think is actually encouraging to go to him this week is that he has recently, in back-to-back events, lost strokes putting. Now, what that means for us is you've got a guy who's a great putter who is not playing terribly and losing strokes putting. You've got to feel like he's in for some regression and that that putter is going to come back. And so if it does this week in a weak field, You know, he probably has a chance to really blow this thing away if he can, you know, control his accuracy with his irons, control the wind and, you know, just cash in on that putter. I think he will be the top option this week. I think he will be highly owned on FanDuel and DraftKings, but I think it's for good reason because I think he's probably the most likely guy to win this golf tournament. Next up on the board is Adrian Moronk. And, you know, he's kind of a little bit of an unknown quantity, plays most of his events on the DP World Tour. He did win the Irish Open, which was a Lynx environment with a much tougher field than this one. You know, had Shane Lowry over there playing in that tournament. So we're looking at a guy who has won before in a Lynx course with a tough field. So I totally get it. Like, you know, I don't think there's anything on the data that overly supports Adrian Maronk. So I think he is going to be very low owned. So if you're looking to pivot off of Dietrich and off of McCarthy and try to cash in on some low ownership, I think Adrian Maronk is the guy that you want for that. Next on the board is Seamus Power. And look, if you've been listening to the podcast all summer, all fall, I'm big on Seamus Power. Like I really like playing him. I think he's generally underpriced from where, you know, his skill level actually is, but I'm not really a fan of where his game is at right now, you know, in the CJ cup, his finish doesn't look terrible, but you got to remember it's a no cut event. And so like, he actually only beat like 15 golfers last week. Like it was not a good showing for him at all. And, you know, the one good thing going for him is that he did play well here last year. You know, he had a T12 here last year. He was actually my one and done selection for this tournament last year. And so I got a T12 out of it, which was not, you know, not bad at all. So if you're thinking that he's going to turn it around this week would be the week Weaker field, you know, Lynx environment, he's used to that. He's from Ireland. So, you know, this week might be a week to turn it around, but I just can't really have faith in that happening. I'm not really into picking guys, you know, with hopes that they're going to turn their entire game around in one week. Last at the top of the board is Aaron Rye. So Aaron Rye is used to these DP World Tour European environments. He's played a lot of Lynx golf. He's played, you know, pretty solid lately, and he's played in much tougher events now, he was a T-62 here last year, which is just kind of meh. Like, if you're playing a guy at this much salary on FanDuel or DraftKings, you're going to want better than T-62. So I think he's a guy that if you're looking to build one of these balanced lineups, he's definitely a guy you could start it with. I'm probably not going to. Like I said, I'm probably going to be in on McCarthy this week when it comes to starting my lineups. But I think the Aaron Rye is definitely an option. One thing that you got to consider is that as we got into October November last year, Aaron Rye was absolutely outstanding. He was probably the MVP of last fall, if you include guys that didn't win a tournament. And so, you know, you're looking at a guy that this is the time of year, the type of weather that he lives for. And so, you know, I kind of could see him going really well this week. I could. I could definitely see it. Um, But like I said, looking at the top of the board, I'm probably going to be on Denny McCarthy this week. That's probably how I'm going to be starting my lineups. Now let's talk about some guys who will help fill out the rest of that lineup. You know, I do call this the value section, but I do want to highlight two guys here at the top of this list that are absolutely guys you could start your lineups with. They're priced under 10k on DraftKings, and I actually think they're both pretty affordable on FanDuel as well. The first one is Justin Lauer. So Justin Lauer is a really good driver of the golf ball. That's like how he makes his money pretty much. And, you know, looking at his performance at comp courses, it's pretty good. He was T17 here in Bermuda last year where he had a bad final round. So really one bad round killed his whole week and, you know, could have definitely done much better than T17. And then he had a T15 at Corrales Punta Cana last year. You know, that is my number one comp course for this one. And honestly, his game is in a better spot than it was last season when he came here. He's looking really good off the tee. He's playing pretty decently with his irons, and he's not bleeding strokes on the green putting. So I think that Justin Lauer is definitely a guy that you can go to this week to start your lineups if you're looking at a balanced build. Second guy that I feel the same way about is Alex Smalley. So Alex Smalley was a T12 here in Bermuda last year, and he was tied for second at Corrales, which again is my number one comp course for this event. He's a very accurate golfer. Accuracy transfers anywhere. Like any golf course, if you're accurate, you're gonna give yourself a chance to win. You're gonna give yourself a chance to make birdie putts. Now, one thing that I think is also important with Alex Smalley is he grew up in North Carolina. You know, that's significant to me because I am from North Carolina. And you never know what the weather here is going to do. Like, it could just be anything on any given day. So, he's used to playing in all types of weather, in all types of wind, in all types of topography. So, I think that he's definitely worth a look this week. Uh, You know, he's a guy that he's played a lot of different golf courses, a lot of different styles of golf. So, you know, nothing is really going to spook him. And I really like him at the comp courses. And so, I really like Alex Smalley this week. Russell Knox is a guy that is very intriguing for his price difference. He's one of the most expensive golfers on FanDuel, and in DraftKings, he finds himself here in this value section. So, Russell Knox has outstanding history here, probably third on my list of course history guys. He has three top 30s. He also has a great course history at Pebble, which, you know, I said is not my exact comp course, but, you know, some of the skills kind of transfer. It's still a coastal course, it's still a short course. Um, and that kind of bodes well for Russell Knox because he is a very short golfer. He is not long off the tee. And so a short golf course should bode well for a short golfer. Um, you know, if you look at his performance also at Lynx courses on the DP World Tour, he is from Scotland. He has played pretty well in Lynx environments. So I think that Russell Knox is definitely a guy we can go to, not on FanDuel because I'm not paying that much for him, but definitely on DraftKings as a little bit of salary relief. Adam Shank is a guy that I like a lot. He's coming off of back to back top 16 finishes. And like I said about Alex Smalley, accuracy transfers anywhere. So, you know, being an accurate golfer is going to give yourself a chance to play well here. I also think he very much fits the profile of a guy that I want in terms of a guy that can keep the ball in play and then hit greens and then cash in with the putter, whether it be making a birdie putt or. Giving yourself a good two putt from you know far away from the hole, I think that he's you know one of the better putters in this field, and so Adam Shank definitely has a chance to win this week if he continues that top sixteen run. You're going to get your money's worth on FanDuel and DraftKings. Callum Taran is a very boom or bust golfer. He has played in a lot of events recently, and he has played in a lot of fields that are much tougher than this one. So, you know, if he's playing decently at these tougher field events, who's to say that he can't come into this weaker field and, you know, just kind of tear it up. He long-term has the iron game and the putter that can fit the profile of a guy that can play well here. He can get hot. And so I definitely think that when you're looking at that price tag for Callum Tarrant, you're playing a guy that has a lot of winning upside, that has the game that can go really low at a course like this. He's from England, so we know he's used to coastal courses and links environments. So I definitely think that Callum Tarrant is an option this week. Cameron Percy is another guy that I'm considering. He did not have a bad finish at the Fortinet, but he hasn't teed it up since then. But when you look at the history of Corrales and Bermuda, his name kind of pops up quite a bit. You know, he kind of plays well at these coastal courses. So I'm kind of in on a guy that has played well at this type of course that I definitely believe also he's kind of flying under the radar this week. He's going to be very low owned. And, you know, I'm hoping that he has another good finish at one of these coastal courses. Chesson Hadley is a guy that his recent finishes have not really been too inspiring, but he has won the Puerto Rico Open, which I believe is another fairly reasonable comp course for this one. I don't think it's as good as Punta Cana, but I do think it's a reasonable comp course, coastal course, not that long, very windswept. Uh, And Chesson Hadley, long term, not looking at his recent events, long term is a great iron player and a great putter. That's two of the features that we talked about for winning this week is putting yourself on the green and then putting it from the green to the hole. So I definitely think that Chesson Hadley has a chance to really contend at this golf tournament. Ryan Armour is a very interesting case of, you know, does the profile end up working out? So his recent finishes are not inspiring at all. But if you look at his history over the course of his entire career, his best finishes are at short courses and they're at coastal courses. So will that profile allow him to cash in and finish well here at Bermuda? I sure hope so. Like Russell Knox, he's one of the shortest off the tee on the PGA Tour, and this is a course that doesn't box him out because of his lack of distance. When you look at his game log, when he plays a longer course, he doesn't play well. And it's because he isn't the longest off the tee. And that's okay at Bermuda. So if you're looking at a guy that, you know, his one disadvantage is no longer a disadvantage, I think that Ryan Arbor definitely becomes a live option this week for some side relief on FanDuel and DraftKings. I've got one for you that is an absolute dart throw um, because his recent form is terrible. But he is a guy that excels at short courses. He is a guy that excels at coastal courses like Pebble. And that is Nate Lashley. So, you know, he's played well at Corrales. He's played well at Pebble. I'm thinking that'll continue here at Bermuda. Even though the recent form is bad, the recent form has been in much tougher fields than this one. And so I think, you know, he kind of allows himself the chance to compete when he's in a weaker field and he's at the kind of course that suits his game. And I think that this is one of those for Nate Lashley. Brian Gay is going to be the value play that is going to be the highest owned out of everybody. He's going to be super popular. And the reason why is because if you look at his three finishes here, he's one, he's got a T3 and a T12. Now, Brian Gay recently turned 50 and made the jump up to the Champions Tour. So when you look at his game log, all of those finishes are for the Champions Tour. So don't get your hopes up, excuse me, don't get your hopes up when you see all those top 10s and top 20s that he's like doing that on a regular basis. It's on the Champions Tour. Now, honestly, for a guy that just turned 50, I would kind of look for better finishes on the Champions Tour. That's just me. Um, But again, His course history here is number one in the field. And, you know, he's not going to get boxed out because of lack of distance, like I've said with the other guys. So I think he's going to be the most popular value play on FanDuel and DraftKings. So he's probably a guy that I'm not putting in my lineups for that reason. But he's definitely a live option. The course history definitely makes him very, very appealing to put in your lineups. So Harry Higgs, to me, the price tag on Harry Higgs is incredible. Like, I feel like generally... His skill level, when you look at some of his performance in major championships, is much better than some of the guys he's priced around and priced under. So I kind of, you know, I'm really in on Harry Higgs this week. He does have a top five here previously in Bermuda. So decent course history going for him as well. And then he also excels at coastal courses. Like he played well, you know, at Pebble, at Corrales. He's you know, a guy that plays well at this type of course, so I think that Harry Higgs is definitely a guy that if you're looking for somebody really down the board, he is the guy that I would go with. All right, so that should cover it for the value plays. Let's talk one and done, and let's talk outright winner, and then let's get on out of here. For one and done this week, I think that this is going to be a week where pretty much just use whoever you want at the top of the board, whoever you know floats your boat near the top of the board. Because in all honesty, there I don't see myself wanting to use any of these guys at another opportunity. Maybe Seamus Power if he gets hot. Maybe Denny McCarthy if he gets hot later in the year. But I think that this is a week where just you know pick the guy you like the best. Pick the guy that you think is most likely to win the golf tournament. So if I'm being honest, I'm probably picking Denny McCarthy this week in a one-and-done. That would be my selection. If you want to be a little bit different – you know, get a little bit creative. I think that Patrick Rogers would be a good guy to go to. He's got some recent finishes. He has a good finish here at Bermuda as well. And I also think that the guy I mentioned, Alex Smalley, is another very good option. I don't think he'll be very popular in one and duns. So my one and done selection, Denny McCarthy, if you're looking to get different, um, Alex Smalley or Patrick Rogers would be your two options for that. Like I said, you're not going to want to use these guys again somewhere down the road. So just go ahead and fire away now get them out of the way now, get them used, um, and then hopefully you get a good finish and can just move on to next week when you have to make some actual really tough decisions. Now, in terms of outright winner, I mentioned how the outright winners at tournaments like this can be really, really random, right? Because you're looking at a whole lot of guys where there is not a whole lot of separation between uh, you know, the guys at the top, the guys in the middle, and the guys at the bottom. There's just not a whole lot of separation between all those guys. So if I'm picking an outright winner this week, if I were actually to bet it, which I do not live in a state where it is legal, so I do not, um, if I were to actually bet it, I would not pick somebody at the top of the board. Just I don't think there's a whole lot of value there in picking guys who are priced like they've won a lot of tournaments and they really haven't. So um, I'd be probably looking a little bit further down the board. My pick for the outright winner this week is going to be Justin Lauer. Um, just looking at it, I think he's got the recent run of good finishes. I think that he's got the type of game to contend he's played well here in the past. And so I kind of think that he is a guy that is going to give you a decent amount of value with, you know, actual upside at winning. So Justin Lauer will be my outright winner selection this week. All right. So that covers it for the Bermuda championship preview. i um, looking forward to getting to watch some golf in Bermuda should be very picturesque. should be fun to watch this weekend. Um, Remember, we've got a full week of content coming your way. So college football DFS preview will be tomorrow. NFL week eight preview will be Thursday. And then we'll figure something out for Friday, but there will be an episode. I can guarantee you that. Now, remember, if you are interested in more from me, head on over to my Twitter page at Mike's Money Picks. Going to be dropping some golf nuggets on there as well. Um, if you are interested in my full DFS lineups, head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. All of my DFS lineups, golf, college football, NFL, are available on Patreon for subscribers. And I got to tell you, the golf lineups have been running pretty good lately. I've cashed in three tournaments in a row in back-to-back-to-back weeks. So go ahead and get a piece of that if you want to. All right. So that covers it for the episode. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully I gave you guys some names to look out for and put in your lineups and some, you know, types of profiles that should be in your lineups this week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you guys for listening. I will see you next time.